fake, fake, fakeity fake. Hi, I'm Jody. And I'm Vienno. And welcome to Imperial News, where I spend my whole week listening to the far-right podcast Rebel News and talk about how honk honk is code for Hail Hitler with my friend Vienno. Sure. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, true. Everything, yeah. It's, we, we will get into it, obviously, as the show goes, but uh, how are you? I'm all right. It's no longer February, and that's all that matters. Yes, we feel the, the beginning. The evil of is defeated. Yeah. <laughs> is evil so? Winter is an evil force. Is that uh, no? Just February. Know? Just February. Okay. February no, specifically. Fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, how are you? Hi, I'm also pretty good. Uh, you know, feeling it. Looking forward. It was very warm out today. while I had some errands to do, so uh, that was nice. I mean, I have been, uh, my, my son's been a bit sick for the last few days, but he seems to be getting better. Uh, so yeah, and thankfully, like it wasn't COVID, although it's weird. It's like none of us in this house have been sick for like ever given COVID. And so, uh, we don't know how he picked it up, <laughs> but I'm glad it wasn't COVID. So, uh, so yeah, we will, we will live. Well, not, we probably would have lived if it was COVID too. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, also... And also, we'll all die eventually, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I tell him every night before bed. <laughs> yeah. In the long run, we're all dead. I, I you know what's funny is, like, uh, well, not funny, but, like, given the whole Ukraine thing, uh, the, the war in Ukraine, the schools sent out some sort of email to be, like, how to, like, deal with the fact that, like, your children might overhear you talking about, like, world conflicts and how to communicate to them. And it was very weird. Mm -hmm. Some of it was pretty good advice, but like, I don't know, it was weird that they felt the need to like communicate that with us, you know? <laughs> but that that is the world we live in today. So, uh, so yeah, we, I will say before we get into it, uh, surprisingly, not a lot of Ukraine talk today, but we will talk a bit about it. Uh, the other thing is it's likely going to be a really short episode because... The, the truck thing has largely been exhausted. Uh, this, this kind of is like the, the tail ends of this as we start to move away from truck stuff into other stuff. So it's going to be a shorter episode, but this should tie up all the loose ends of the convoy coming to an end. So uh, here we go. Hello, my rebels. Hello, my rebels. I'm a good boy. I'm a weirdo. So we, this it covers the week of February 21st to February 25th. And for those who aren't aware, back when this uh, happened, the weekend before is the weekend where the cops moved in and removed everyone who was occupying Ottawa in the truck convoy protest that lasted uh, about 20 days. So that, of course, is the very first thing that Ezra is going to talk about on the 21st, which is Monday. And Ezra obviously is upset about this. <laughs> you know, he probably wanted the truck convoy to go on forever. In fact, he is so upset, he thinks that this past week of the truck convoy and the occupation in Ottawa has been the worst time ever in all of Canadian history. I think uh, it's been the worst week in Canada in terms of the government destroying our lives. I, I would equate it to a coup, really. Obviously, there are some natural disasters that have been worse. The, the explosion in Halifax Harbor was a disaster. The Dieppe raid was a disaster. Those things had a higher death toll, it's true, and I don't want to minimize those. But in terms of losing our rights, losing our freedoms, losing our way of life, I think the last week has been the worst time in Canadian history. How, how do you feel about that assessment, Vienna? You know what? COVID times have been really, pretty rough, Ezra. I'll, I'll give you that one. But in um, terms of restricting our freedoms? <laughs> More than Japanese see, none of the other. Did Halifax explosion restrict anybody's freedoms? <laughs> Well, I mean, he did. He did qualify that, like, there has been more deadlier things that have happened. Yeah. Uh, and so he was listing those as examples. But then, like, moving on to, like, he then goes, 
our, for our rights and freedoms. But I'm like, even then, the residential school system? <laughs> like, there's so many Slavery. ways. Yeah. Um... Just being British. <laughs> so, yeah. so, like, so many things that I, I could think of at the top of my head that were way uh, worse restrictions of our, our freedoms and rights. The Ferry Creek blockade has, like, had more restrictions and had more arrests and everything like that than this even. I don't know. No, see, a few people, uh, they uh, they had their accounts frozen, and some truckers got uh, pepper sprayed by cops, and that officially makes it the worst week uh, in Canadian history. Sure, why not? So since the beginning of the pandemic, we have been covering Ezra's shift towards a vaguely anti-police position. Of course, Ezra isn't really anti-police. He's just anti-police when the police are targeting right-wing people or disease deniers. Almost every time Ezra states he is anti-police, he, he has to clarify that he is in fact not ACAB. And of course, ACAB refers to the left-wing slogan that all cops are bastards. And today, on the Monday, Ezra wants to clarify that he's in fact NACAG. <laughs> if you oh. asked me if I backed the blue, I would say, well, you know what? That's not my default answer anymore. Let me get the details first before I tell you. I'm, I'm not the extreme anti-cop. You know, there's this awful acronym you see graffitied ACAB, all cops are bastards. I know that's not true, but neither do I know that, but also I know that not all cops are good anymore. I think they're a mixed bunch and that makes me deeply sad. Not all cops are good. <laughs> true. You know what? Yeah. I would go so far as say all cops are not good. But, but see, but that's where he draws the line, because some of the cops are in fact good under the NACAG definition here, right? I suppose. It's just that they aren't all good. Some are bad. I just love, like, he can't he can't go the whole way. Like, he... It's weird. Well, it's not that weird. They're right-wingers, so they just can't think in systems ever. It's always about, like, individual police and what individual police do. Where it's like... Yeah, I'm sure there are police who are, relatively speaking, nice people who go home and play games with their kids or whatever, you know? And don't beat their wives. Yes. And don't. <laughs> Even though there's statistics that show more often than not, but the point being is they, they don't all do that. So, like, if I met the person without knowing they're a cop, I might go, that's a nice guy. But that doesn't mean that they are not participating in a system that is fucked up. Mm -hmm. And they should know better for participating within that fucked up system and uh, stop participating in it, you know? But only, only, they're just not all good. There's some bad apples, I guess. <laughs> I hate the some bad apples thing. Because it's like, the full expression is a few bad apples ruin the bunch. Because if you have a couple bad apples in a barrel of apples, they will all rot. Like, that's... <laughs> That's the full expression. <laughs> yeah, but which is very funny considering how it's popularly used. That is that is uh, funny in that respect. But uh, I guess then what he's saying is like uh, it, it. It would be more like I guess like your preference of certain beers. Like not all beers are good, you know. <laughs> Some beers True. are bitter, and you just don't like them, you know. But the existence of bad beers doesn't spoil the... <laughs> oh, it's just so stupid. It's like... I, I, I mean, it would be nice if he would actually address the criticism of what ACAB is, which is, again, I already briefly mentioned it here, but it's a, it's a criticism of the structure of the police system and not about whether or not individual police are nice people. So it's like, actually address that. So the anti-cop rhetoric is being used uh, as a staging to get to the main point of the Monday show, which is that rebel employee, Alexandra Lavoie, who is the Rebel News Quebec, uh, Quebec reporter type person, she was allegedly shot by the police while she was reporting from the front lines of the protest on Sunday. 
And the claim made by Ezra throughout the week is that Alex was sh Alexa was shot by a tear gas canister. Although, as far as I am aware, those were never used during the entire uh, event. I could be wrong, but I've looked at a bunch of footage. I watched a whole bunch of it live. I even tried searching for tear gas. I'm pretty sure tear gas was not used during this protest. Did they use rubber bullets or, like, beanbag guns at all? So it turns out what they did use was Arwen. Arwen is, I guess, a brand name for, uh, uh, like, a gun that shoots what are called what they call impact batons so, <laughs> so i guess you know batons are the handheld things but they're shooting them out of the gun uh so that those were used and pepper spray was used as well as just straight up batons in fact they looked quite like like wooden dowels they looked like wooden dowels that they were hitting yeah. the, the protesters with so proper like old school billy clubs yeah yeah and it's possible that Alexa was shot with one of the impact rounds, these uh, batons that they call them. It's mm. also possible that she was simply clubbed by a wooden stick. <laughs> I think that's also a possibility. Uh, and either way, I do not support the police using any of these methods for crowd dispersal. So that's not yeah. uh, not what we're objecting to here. I wonder, because like I know that they used to be lead-weighted, the wooden clubs. So they would have lead all on the inside and then just have the outer layer of wood. So they would be way heavier and have way more of an impact when you hit. I wonder if they still do that. I mean, I've never seen them because normally they have like ones that look black, right? But these, yeah. were, these were literally just what looked like wooden poles. So I don't know what uh, that, that part was kind of new to me. I hadn't seen that before, but which can yeah. be. Now, I'm going to play the almost two-minute clip, uh, mostly so that uh, you, Vienno, can see the video of what happened. But I also uh, want to give a warning that you will hear Alexa in pain, and if that bothers you, please skip ahead a few minutes. My intention is not to revel in the pain of others, even though uh, they do suck as people. The main reason I want to show this clip is to highlight how Rebel News uses these moments for crowdfunding purposes, which, uh, let's be real, they are definitely using this clip for crowdfunding purposes. They played it every single day this week. So it is through that lens that I want to analyze this clip. Watch out, watch out. Was somebody else filming? So you initially asked, uh, was someone else recording? I shook my head no on the visual version, but why don't you why don't you tell me why you asked that question? The video keeps the camera on her face from the moment that she gets hit and starts being taken away by like other protesters. Yeah. <laughs> like the vi the camera turns to her head and is facing straight at her face as she is being carried by others. Like while she was whimpering the whole time, she made sure yeah. that camera was filming her face the entire time. Uh, God, very wild. <laughs> Which tells me it's like, and there's even a moment there too. Like again, you don't want to like read too much into it, but there's definite moments where she like opens her eyes and looks at the camera and goes back to like. You got to make sure that it's staying yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> right. 
Now, like the- Hamlet talking to a skull, you know? Yeah. There's another thing to like note from this, which is that for one, there's like smoke, and the smoke can both come from the shooting of the impact batons, but also from the pepper bullets that are that are popping off. Uh, and so like you know, it's gonna be there's a bit of a spicy air. So like that is possible. But you also notice that th- they are talking about like it being tear gas. You, you've seen a lot of tear gas deployed, right, Vieto? Like, did it look like tear mm. gas or just a bit of smoke? Pepper spray. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, like, of course, they, they think it's tear gas. The other thing that I want to highlight is that there is, you hear an initial, like, what sounds like the firing of a percussive or a percussive impact round. It's like mm. a pop. And then you hear her with, like, a yelp. Now, it's quite possible that she did get shot at that moment, but I think, like, the beginning of her being in pain is clear to me from the video of when one of the police officers comes up to her and smacks her with the stick, mm-hmm. which is, like, I don't know why, because, like, to me, it's, like, it doesn't matter shot with a tear gas, hit with a stick, it's still police brutality, but the entire coverage for the rest of the week is him constantly saying she was shot by the police, and I feel like that, like, there's a, a reason for that. Because, like, I guess in his audience, it's supposed to sound like she was shot by the police, you know? <laughs> yeah. Rather than, like, uh, she was hit by a stick by the police. She was beaten by the police. Like, you can just say that, and it still has the impact. Like, Yeah, I, I don't know. It's very weird that that's how they, they wanted to do the coverage. But you can see, like, they... You can even see at the bottom of the video that we showed, it says help support uh, Alexa's legal fight against the Ottawa police. So they're now suing the Ottawa police because of this. And they're probably going to lose. But on top of that, like, here's the other thing. When you saw when Alexa turned the camera on herself, was she wearing any protective equipment? No. Like, if you're... Ezra sent his employees to this protest to cover it from the front lines like she was literally in front of the police line in fact throughout watching all the live streams all the reporters for rebel news were always standing right there at the front right where the cops were and none of them were wearing any protective equipment now you you i hope i hope ezra (laughs) sends lincoln j to ukraine (laughs) but like you know what i mean though like part of it is like they know they can get way more out of it if they get like a crying alexa than if they get like you know alexa's fine because she was wearing a gas mask or she's fine because she stood back from the initial police line to get a better angle because like this angle doesn't even show you all that much other than the police advancing like it was purely done it feels like it was done so that they could get this kind of footage from it, right? Yeah. No, I mean, like, when she yelped the first time, right? She didn't turn back. She pressed further to the front. Yeah. Like, yeah, it is very ridiculous. Now, there was some... I don't want to even, even call them, like, conspiracy theories. Somebody pointed out that the website associated with... Uh, so they created the website is standwithalexa.com. There's going to be petitions, you know, all the standard like rebel news shit. Someone online pointed out that they think that the website Stand With Alexa was created uh, prior to this incident happening. Ezra then released a tweet saying that that's false and showed out like his own evidence for why that's false. And part of me is like, it wouldn't surprise me if it was true. We would never know. But the reason why it wouldn't surprise me is because, you know... You all you have to do is create stand with Alexa, and then you just wait for uh, the incident to happen. It's like that that name is so innocuous. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. I would not be surprised to learn that they have a contingency stand with every single one of their employees' names. <laughs> like yeah, uh, just ready to go, just for like, and then they just have to fill in the blanks, right? So like, here's where we put the video, and then like. Yeah, it's part of the hiring contract, you know? Yeah. So anyways, we don't know. Like, of course, that's just fun conspiracy thinking. Like, we'll never know or whatever. But it's just like there's elements of this where it's like, yes, 
One, I can still think that what happened to her was wrong and shouldn't have happened. But two, they're also going to use it for uh, fundraising purposes. And it's clear, it's at least clear to me that that seems part of what was involved in what happened here. Uh, otherwise, they would have been wearing protection and standing a little bit further back. Like mm. what most journalists would be doing at this moment, <laughs> you know? Or else you're literally a part of the protest at that point, right? Yep. But they are a part of the protest, so... Ezra then wants to talk about the fact that the police chief got fired again. Now, we said last week, or well, Ezra said last week, that the police chief of Ottawa being fired was actually a victory for the truckers, and he celebrated it. But now Ezra says that they fired the police chief so they could hire someone more brutal to attack them. <laughs> uh, so now it's a, a they <sighs> who, who fired him and not the truckers. Yes. And of course, they, I don't think he actually means like some sort of Jewish cabal this time. He just probably means the liberal government, which connects back to George Soros. So maybe, it, <laughs> I guess, uh, you know, the cabal runs deep. Yeah. He then plays a press briefing where the police discuss how restrained they have been. And Ezra responds to this by playing the footage of police horses trampling protesters. And I agree, that was pretty bad. He also shows leaked tweets, uh, Ezra does, he shows leaked tweets of, or not, they're not tweets, they were like text messages, sorry, of officers who were joking about being cruel to protesters. So this was from some sort of like WhatsApp leak, and mm -hmm. I've, I've tried to find other sources covering it. I have no reason to doubt the validity of these texts, in that I, I do think that these are police officers who were joking. The more interesting question, which hasn't been sort of like revealed yet, is how these leaked or who leaked them. So uh, that the RCMP says they're investigating that right now. So uh, we'll just leave it at that. So Ezra then also tries to argue that Alexa specifically was targeted, okay, <laughs> because she asked Trudeau a question during the last election debate. Oh, my God. Now... Here's you're probably thinking in your head that she's the one who asked the question that received the response where Trudeau seems agitated. No. Alexa oh. asked the question on the second day at the English debate where Trudeau just refused to answer the question. <laughs> but apparently, <laughs> but apparently that's why out of the video that we just watched where a random number of police officers charged forward, they targeted her specifically. A number of these RCMP horse officers posted video of the ride horses charging the crowd and stomping that elderly lady. So they're literally posting that, calling it awesome, saying they should do it more, they should practice that maneuver. They're laughing. One person in the group says, oh, that's not the kind of gentler RCMP, but not a single soul disagreed. 50 of Canada's best are actually Canada's worst. They were reveling in the cruelty. They were celebrating hurting people. You know, a common motto of police forces is to serve and protect these police are out of control, just like their boss, Justin Trudeau. There's no check and balances anymore. It's whatever their id tells them to do, whatever their impulse tells them to do. If they want to beat a woman with sticks, they'll do it. If they want to shoot a woman point blank range, they'll do it. And if the fact that she was a journalist who embarrassed Justin Trudeau in the last election, well, I get that. I bet they're going to report that directly to Trudeau for a promotion. Here's what I'm talking about. Remember when our Alexa Lavoie put the best question in the election debates to Trudeau last October? Take a look. Are you telling me it's a it's a coincidence that Alexa was the reporter targeted to be shot, to be shot, and these RCMP are cheering violence? Yeah, you know what? 50 years I've been a supporter of the cops. I cannot say that now anymore. I just cannot say that. The voice cracking when he did it was good acting, bud. Like, <laughs> um, oh my god, though. There's just so much to that of the, like, yeah, there's a reason that anti-police protests 
will ask, who do you serve? Who do you protect? Like, it's just so... He's he's right on the edge, you know. Like every when I initially heard that clip, I was like, he like it's almost like he should be aware that it's a systemic thing. Like, of course, these assholes uh, don't don't give a shit about the protesters, and like and like find it funny that we get to assert our authority and beat them with sticks. That's who becomes police. That's why that's why a cab exists. It's not it's not it. What what was it? uh nakag is not nakag you know yeah. uh because no being a part of the system means that you're going to go along to get along which is why police on the sidelines who didn't say anything in that text group also didn't condemn it i mean it, part of it is like it's not amazing that he doesn't speak up and acknowledge that it's just like because he can't like it it goes against his whole like being against the acab movement uh, and thinking that there can be good cops because he still wants to leave open the possibility of using the police forces to beat left-wing protesters. Because he uh. he asked for this to happen to left-wing protesters before. He wanted the police to go in there and beat them. Yeah, it's just so... I don't know. Like, I, It's hard to believe that he doesn't get it. I, but I also just like don't... I don't know. Like he is stupid enough to still not get it so it's like it's hard to like it's hard for me to wrap my head around what he is actually thinking versus the bullshit that he's spewing like it's just so stupid i was gonna say or whether he's convinced himself you know what i mean like psychologically Mm -hmm. he's just somehow convinced himself that this is the way it is and at the end of the day like it doesn't really matter like i just uh, i you know I just want to say, like, yes, everything he's highlighting. Here's the other end of it. I could see some people who are liberals who might listen to that, and they might go, Ezra's trying to lie, Ezra's trying to do this. And, like, at the end of the day, no, the police suck, you know? He is kind of right here, you know? It's just that he can't apply it universally because of his own personal views about how to deal with left-wing people, you know? Uh, But, yes, police brutality is bad. It is bad that they sit in these chat rooms and laugh. It is bad that his reporter was, uh, I know Ezra thinks she was shot, but it is bad that she was beaten with a stick, you know? Oh, yeah, and yeah, and then all that with, like, they're going to report that they, quote-unquote, shot <laughs> the reporter to Trudeau. Because that's how chains of command yeah. <laughs> You just bypass everybody between you, the city cop, and the prime minister of the country to go be like, hey, hey, you know, you remember that reporter, right? And she was like, huh? Who the fuck are you talking about? And the cop's like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, <laughs> but even like, cause like, I the, bumped her with a stick pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> but even like he flipped it around at the end and made it sound like Trudeau personally to target this woman, like somehow went th- down the chain that way, and that somehow they got this one grunt cop in the right exact spot where Alexa was going to be, just so he could. They targeted her specifically. They shot her because of the. Uh, she asked a question during that debate. <laughs> the CSIS agents embedded within the police reported that she was present to Trudeau, who then put an open bounty, and every anybody who got her. <laughs> Would get a raise, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's so amazing. Or a promotion, was it? Like, I, promotion I, to what? <laughs> did, like, I realized... Super cop? <laughs> yeah, no, they were gonna... Corporal Commander Cop, because they did You the, are now RoboCop Canada. <laughs> I just, like... Why, like... I don't understand why the grift has to be this extreme. You know what I mean? All you have to do to get sympathy is be like, look at this poor woman who was hit with a stick. Instead, it was like she was shot and it was like a targeted assassination. <laughs> like, I don't I don't know why. It's like you have to kick it up to the 10th degree, you know? That's the other thing, though. It's not a targeted assassination. It's a targeted Rumble bruising. <laughs> like, but he's, he's regardless he's of what did it, you know, it's a bruise. He's talking about it as if it was an assassination, though, you know. It's like the worst thing that has ever happened to someone. She was targeted. God. So we will move away from the shooting to talk about <laughs> things like Ukraine. I I only want to play this clip because it is the first time since uh, 
this is the first time that he's brought up Ukraine, I think, ever since I've been watching the show. And it is interesting that it happened now, even though on the Monday, the invasion hasn't happened yet. And the reason why he's uh, talking about Ukraine is because, I guess at this point, the government of Ukraine had already started invoking things like martial law. And Ezra wants to contrast uh, what the Ukraine government is doing with Trudeau enacting the Emergency Act here in Canada. And it's interesting to hear what Ezra's thoughts are before the invasion, especially when you compare how he's talking about it with other right-wingers that he's associated with. I see today that uh, the government of Ukraine is reportedly bringing in martial law. They have an excuse, I would think. There's a chance that Russia's going to invade. I haven't been following that story too closely, been a little bit more focused on things here at home. I do think like th that I do appreciate the honesty there, which is like Ezra clearly has only been focusing on the truck thing <laughs> for, <laughs> for quite some time now. Uh, but yes, interesting that he, he highlights before the invasion happens that he he thinks that it's possible that Russia might invade. And I wanted to highlight that only because I do know, uh, based on listening to like the Knowledge Fight podcast, uh, that uh, you know people like Alex Jones took took Putin at his word and said that he wasn't going to invade. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting see, to see that Ezra didn't do that, but it's also interesting to note that Ezra wasn't really paying attention. So it could <laughs> it could be that he just doesn't know what's happening, and that's why he didn't know to take the side of Putin. Or <laughs> who knows, you know? Ezra bought into the CBC propaganda. Yeah, there you go. It's just that the CBC propaganda was also correct. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's pretty much it. That That's his first take on the Ukraine stuff. Uh, I thought it was just, uh, you know, would be nice to, to highlight that, considering what we know two days later. But the, the rest of the show is Ezra talks to Lincoln Jay about what's happening in Ottawa and they talk about, again, how the Emergency Act is going to be permanent. Now, we already know that it's not going to be permanent, but that was a big uh, sort of theory that Ezra had last week, and it was continuing on to this week as well. Didn't it end that day? No, it ended on the Wednesday, the morning before Ukraine got invaded. So. Oh, okay. Yes. So we're now on the Tuesday, and Ezra goes on an extended rant about how Yara Sachs, who's a liberal MP, that happens also to be in Ezra's writing, Yara, during debate on the Emergency Act, said that Honk Honk is being used by truckers online as an acronym for Hail Hitler. And Ezra thinks that this is simply ridiculous. I'm curious, what, what are your thoughts before we get into any of it? You're telling me... That Nazis on the internet are irony-pilled and fucking, like, stupid with memes? What a shock and surprise. That is a new development. Now, we're going to get a lot of this. Uh, there's going to be a second clip, because Ezra gets back to it tomorrow uh, in his timeline as well. Uh, but I do... The funny thing is, we do this a lot. We cover this stuff. So I feel like already you are on the right track. You know where it's going. You know how to deal with this. And I want to say there's pitfalls both in how Yara Sachs deals with this. And uh, there's also just the, the gross way Ezra handles this. So we are going to start with Ezra's initial take in responding to Yara Sachs. And uh, it is a long clip. It is a very long clip. But we're going to play the whole thing because this rant goes in all kinds of wacky places. It is extremely Islamophobic, misogynistic, and even, dare I say it, anti-Semitic. So uh, we are going to play it. Strap yourself in. She was serious. She was not joking. Honk honk is not code for Heil Hitler. Honk honk is the sound that horns make. They don't sound exactly like honk honk. Some horns sound more like beep beep or ga goo ga, but the... The word honk, it's got nothing to do with Hitler. Yeah, I, I checked out its etymology. The word honk, it's actually about 200 years old. So it, it predates cars. 
It was first used to refer to the sound made by geese. Honk, honk. It was later applied to car horns. This insane woman says it's code for Heil Hitler. I just want to pause there so that we could just uh, get over the, uh, what do I call it? The <laughs> the honk humor. <laughs> but I do like that. What was that like debate bro tactic of like, well, let me, uh, let me look up the etymology of the usage of honk honk and uh, to prove you wrong, lady. Yes. Because words meanings can never change rapidly using the internet. <laughs> nope. Things always stay the same. Change doesn't happen. I can't wait for internet people to use 88 in their usernames and be like, no, it's a reference to HH, which is honk honk. Yeah. It has nothing to do with Nazism. What are you talking about? That's ridiculous. Now, you can already see as well the, the turn here. Uh, I mean, he automatically calls her an insane woman, and this is where it goes uh, off the rails, shall we say. So She's crazy. That, that's a conspiracy theory. She's a nut. But she has one purpose in life, to serve Justin Trudeau. And that's where her Jewishness comes in. That's what her role in the campaign was, to assuage the Jews, to make them feel like Justin Trudeau is not anti-Semitic, even though he supports Islamic terrorists like Omar Khadr. Her purpose was to calm down the Jews and tell them they're expected to vote liberal as always. And the fact that she has a Hebrew name helped. She's living proof that the liberals would never be anti-Semitic. How could they be with her on the campaign team? So vote liberal. So when a Jew who is run as a liberal candidate specifically to be a visibly Jewish Jew is deployed to say such a ridiculous thing that honk honk is code for, code for Heil Hitler. And not only is the Liberal Party abusing her, making her say the most ridiculous thing, because if anyone else said that, they would, they would immediately be laughed at. But if a Jew says it, well, come to think of it, they'd be laughed at too. But much worse in that it shows everything she's ever said about anti-Semitism or the Holocaust simply cannot be trusted because she will sell out, she will rent out her Jewishness for a momentary political advantage to demonize, in this case, truckers, to give her boss Trudeau cover, whatever, whatever it takes to get through the moment. Yara Sachs is worse than nothing. She is a Jew who will happily, lustily sell out her Jewishness on command for her boss. What a low, low disgrace she is. It's very funny, but it's deeply sad. Okay, one, this is a little thing called projection, Ezra. Two, lustily. She is lustily selling out her Judaism. Huh? Yeah. I, what the fuck? Everything about that was terrifying. Like, I... <laughs> Almost don't know what to say about it. You're yeah. just like, and the way like he said Jew so many times, and like I like there's you could like word for word take what he said and put it in the mouth of like a, a like a raging neo Nazi, and it would be identical. Like it's wild, <sighs> wild. Like you call it projection. Like it's just like. It, it just it's it's vile <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't know like holy shit and all because like yeah and, and we'll get to it because again so here's the thing is yara Sachs, she did get ridiculed by a lot of the right-wing press for saying this mm -hmm. on wednesday when we get back to it she is going to come up with what she considers to be proof that it is in fact what's happening and then we'll see how ezra responds to that again but it's like, just from this standpoint, is like, he's not dealing at all with the context of what she's saying. It's just right on its face, not true. And you're an insane woman who uh, is both taking, somehow supporting or defending or protecting Trudeau's uh, appreciation of Islamic extremists somehow by, by doing this. Uh, and then also you're selling out your religious, religious and ethnic identity. Like, that is so fucked up to say about someone simply because they made a statement like that. 
which isn't even that wrong, you know? Yeah, it was also just, it was very interesting when he was like, oh, and she's got a Hebrew name, so it'll play off really well with blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, she's fucking Israeli. Like, what language do you think they speak there? Well, it's it's that, it's, and it's like, it's the same identity politics game that they're they're the ones that always play. Yeah. Like, not once, I think, did Yara Sachs say during her statement that, like, as a Jewish person, or, like... yeah. It was just like, I, and here's the things, I also do not support the Emergency Act. So she was standing in defense of that. But one of her reasons for defending the use of the Emergency Act was the connection these truckers had with white nationalists. And guess what? We covered it last week. The people at Coots had all kinds of connections with white nationalists, including Ezra. So (laughs) it's like, come on here, bud. Uh, and then, like, is, so, like, part of it, I feel like he needs to do this to, like, overcompensate for, like, the connections he does have with neo-Nazis, you know? But, like, again, with the projection, right? Like, he constantly uses his Judaism to be like, no, look, see, they couldn't be anti-Semitic, they couldn't be blah, 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 blah. And it's like, oh, interesting when the shoe's on the other foot, huh? Yeah. Like, yep. yeah, just... I'm doing this, so therefore she must be doing this. Very wild. <laughs> yeah, with with the added misogyny of, like, how dare you be a woman and also do this. Yeah, and, and like, the lustily comment is both misogynist and anti-Semitic. It's almost like, uh, like, you know, of course, because she's a woman, she must be, like, selling her body somehow while doing this. And then also on top of it, it's like, you know, the idea of, like, Jews and selling out, like, she lustily sells out, like, uh, because they're only yeah. in it for the money, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's like, holy shit, bud. Maybe you need to stop hanging out with the <laughs> with, with certain people, with certain ideas, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, the rest of Tuesday's show, uh, the only thing that Ezra wants to talk about other than that is... I guess there was this New York Times tweet and article which suggested that police drew their guns on protesters uh, in Ottawa. And a lot of media people in Canada uh, reacted to this tweet negatively, saying that the New York Times was making stuff up. I actually think the New York Times was technically accurate. There were some images of police uh, raising guns to truckers that were not like in the downtown area, but like on the side streets. And it's, you know, it's possible that they weren't, like, guns in the sense of, like, they were shooting actual bullets. Maybe they were the impact rounds. And, like, either way, I think the characterization of the New York Times, that they were police holding guns against people, is completely fine. And I do think it's a bad look that people in the Canadian media were trying to defend the police in this instance. And of course, because they're there to defend the police using weapons against protesters, this is, according to Ezra, evidence that the media is biased in favor of Trudeau. So another reason why they shouldn't have done it. And that's it. That's what uh, that's what happened on uh, Tuesday. That's everything. And then we get breaking news on Wednesday. Tonight, Trudeau blinks. The truckers win. The Emergencies Act is dropped. But it has shown us who the tyrants were, didn't it? It's February 23rd, and this is the Ezra Levant Show. Truckers won. (laughs) Truckers won. The Emergency Act is gone. (laughs) Truck yeah, brother. Truck yeah. I, you know, there's nothing else to play from the episode in regards to this, because you just, he doesn't explain how this was a victory for the truckers. I think he was caught off guard, given that his whole theory here was these emergency acts were supposed to be forever. And they end it. <laughs> and somehow this means that the trucks actually won. See? God. Now, again, he doesn't explain it. So uh, so yeah. we're not going to talk about it. We're going to move on. <laughs> That's pretty much the, the end of that. Before we get... So he eventually does get to the Hong Kong stuff. But on his way there, because, again, the, the episode on Wednesday is all over the place. Because he has nothing really to say about that. But he ta- he says something weird. So... Ezra, uh, at some point, compares Canada to Belarus. And it feels out of nowhere here. I almost feel like, given the previous thing about the Ukraine uh, crisis, was that 
Ezra was was saying that he didn't know anything or wasn't paying attention. So I feel like maybe in the last day or so, he's been trying to catch up on stuff. So Belarus was freshly in his mind. Like, <laughs> like for those who don't know, uh, Belarus uh, is where the Russian troop buildup was before they uh, did the invasion, which, again, one area of the buildup. Yeah, right. And yeah. Uh, again, when this show aired, this was prior to when the invasion happened. So Ezra still doesn't know that they're going to invade. But he he brings up Belarus in a very weird context. So I'm just going to play the clip. We are a laughing stock now. We are like Belarus, a small European country that defiled its reputation with Stalinist cruelty. So he compares us because of the Emergency Act to Belarus and says it's like Belarus selling themselves out to like Stalinist cruelty. And I'm like... This is the only time he's ever mentioned Belarus before. <laughs> like, I don't know why. Uh, it honestly feels like he was catching up on some stuff yesterday. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, Belarus. I, I remember that country. I was learning about them yesterday. Like, I, I don't get it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> huh? No, invoking the Emergency Act is like, uh, it's like Belarus, Belarus, you know? And Belarus is Stalinist because its leader also has a mustache. I, I don't know, to be honest, but uh, I thought it was interesting. This is, these are the things that he has to say about what's going on in the world right now. So we get back to the honkening. The honkening, the honk honkening. <laughs> so after being dragged by right-wing media, MP Yara Sachs tries to defend herself, and she shows that 4chan was saying that honk honk is code for Hail Hitler, and uh, Ezra responds to that in the way that you kind of hinted to, which is that it's all jokes, you know. It's just all jokes. Yeah, I'm so proud of my local MP, RSX. She really was world famous for stupidity, and uh, so I feel special. But she obviously felt stung by the worldwide reaction to that speech that went viral inter internationally. So she doubled down. She tried to prove she was right, I swear. Here's what she said. She went on Twitter and said, for those who think that honk honk is some innocuous joke, I'll just leave this here. So she tweeted this as proof. This is a thread outlining a crazy conspiracy theory. Let's skip straight to this image. <laughs> Just take a look at that there. This looks like it's from a humorous troll website called 4chan. It's where teenagers cook up schemes and share jokes and tricks on the normies, normal people. You might be able to detect a little bit of that from the frog dressed up as a clown. And the fact that the message is written by anonymous. Do you see that? You can also see that uh -oh. it's dated February 19th, so long after the honking had been ordered stopped by the judge. So this was just someone who cooked up a joke on the weekend. And look what he says. He says, why honk honk is the next okay sign? Honk honk equals HH. If you honk, you're a honky. And HH presumably is Hitler. That's what ERSX said. So let me repeat. This is a joke website by anonymous jokesters. Maybe the clown gave it away. I don't know. Maybe the reference to the next OK sign. These are the people who made the hoax that the OK hand symbol is a hate symbol. And the idiots in the mainstream media ate it up. It was, it was a joke to trick them. Everyone makes that hand symbol from time to time. You might detect that this is a joke, but Yara Sachs literally cites this anonymous frog clown who makes reference to the last hoax the liberals bought and comes up with the craziest theory yet. I mean, seriously, he even says the word honk is related to honky, which is a derogatory word for white people. And Yara Sachs cites this as her authority. This is why she said Canada had to be under martial law. This, this is where it gets tricky to me, because I feel like they're sort of both wrong, right? Which is that, mm -hmm. for example, how Ezra talks about the OK sign there, right? How a dog whistle works is that it signals to the people who are already sort of in the in-group that you're one of them without letting the normies know kind of thing, right? So yeah. the way the... It did start as a joke on 4chan, but it was then a way for other white nationalists to signal to other white nationalists that, hey, we're in on the joke together. That's that's what it was for, which is why the OK Stein started being used by white nationalists. OK, now that doesn't mean that every use of the OK sign is, in fact, a neo-Nazi 
uh, slang. Just like any usage of honk honk by a truck protester doesn't necessarily mean that they are in on the joke or know what's happening on 4chan, right? But for some 4chan trolls, it could develop into that and they could use it as such, you know? Yeah. Also, like, the characterization of 4chan is just, like, a yeah. meme site or whatever. Just a bunch of jokesters. Just a bunch of jokesters, you know? Yeah, yeah. They're not connected to any, any um, mass murders. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no. For people who post that had their a different number in front of it. That was 8chan, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's two 4chans, not just one 4chan. Well, it's possible that this uh, thing came from 8chan, because I don't even know that 4chan exists uh, anymore, does it? It's the other way around. 8chan got shut down. Oh, okay, okay. So, yeah, so either way, it's... I get, like, where she's coming from. Like, I don't want to throw too much shade on Yara Sachs here, in that it is clear that there were some people on the far right, and likely involved with groups like Canada First and some of the people that we talked with before... Like Diagaloon, again, the group that we talked about last episode, where, like, yes, they might be using Honk Honk this way because, of course, they would. They're already irony pilled uh, or irony poisoned, as you said earlier in the show. So that doesn't surprise me. But of course, that doesn't mean that every boomer ass trucker pretender at this convoy is the, like in on the joke and knows mm-hmm. when they say Honk Honk, you know, they're not signaling a preference for Hitler in this case. (laughs) It is the, like, you know, that classic liberals are unable to actually deal with fascism type of thing. Like, and unable to properly understand it either. So it's like, you know, they, she had a surface level understanding that had some correct elements to it. It just didn't go deep enough, far enough, which is classic liberalism yeah and so th- that yeah. would that would be my critique uh it's and, and like you know in the grand scheme of things it's not that big of a critique it's like just go a little yeah. bit deeper you know where his response to it is definitely like a way worse response to pretend that it's it's all jokes nothing means anything it doesn't really mean this it's just some clown on the internet i mean like this is the same thing with like the pepe stuff so for example this is a peppy frog dressed as a clown the the clown world thing was a a neo-nazi meme again uh, and of course the clown as pepe has been adopted widely and doesn't necessarily signal white supremacy anymore but the clown world idea was adopted by white supremacists to try to play this thing that like we all live in a clown world now honk honk because of like society collapsing and what we need to do is restore uh you know our world and make it strong and not clownish again right so like Yes, these memes do have white nationalist roots. All that is true. And Ezra, of course, just rolls over all of it. <laughs> and it's just it's just a bunch of jokes. What are you talking about? No, Nazis don't exist. I mean, I'm surprised he didn't say that one again, because that's his, uh, often, yeah. often the way he deals with that. So yes, Ezra then ends the episode by interviewing a lawyer who's a part of their democracy fund thing. And again, democracy fund is the charity portion of rebel news that has been fighting all the COVID fines and stuff that people have been receiving. And the funny thing is the intro, like the interview is about Tamara Lich being denied bail. And Ezra is trying to push the lawyer to say that, the judge who denied Tamara Lich's bail, remember Tamara Lich is one of the people who organized the convoy, and wanted to say that the, the denial of bail was due to political reasons. And you can see, like, the lawyer, it was a funny clip, and it's good. Like, there was nothing for me to specifically clip, but, like, in context, the whole thing's kind of funny. Because you could tell the lawyer doesn't want to directly answer those questions. Because if you're a lawyer and you're eventually going to go before this judge, you don't want to be caught slandering the judge outside of that context. It's probably not going to work well for your cases in the future, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> so the lawyer, for obvious reasons, is refusing to answer any of Ezra's questions. And even goes so far as to deny Ezra's premise altogether, which is that the reason why she was denied bail was that the judge thought she was likely to reoffend. 
So even though the lawyer is like defending her and doesn't think she's guilty, does agree that like if she is if the judge thinks that she is going to offend, that is a reason to deny bail. So technically, it is legally justified, even though Ezra says that it isn't. <laughs> now we could have a, like a whole bunch of things to say about bail and why the whole system sucks, but uh, but whatever. <laughs> The point is, legally speaking, Tamara Lich has denied bail. And uh, one thing that Ezra doesn't talk about is that Pat King was also denied bail. So, Pat King's decision came later, though, I think. Yes, it wasn't initially. He didn't initially get denied bail. And then I think over the weekend or on like Monday. No, maybe it was like Friday. I can't remember. Either way, uh, Pat yeah. King was eventually denied bail for similar reasons. So, mm hmm. So that's that. We are now on to Thursday, and if you have not been following the news at all, we have a war now. And so, of course, that's what Ezra wants to talk about. Before we get into it, there's, there's actually, I clipped nothing from this episode, uh, even though you would think uh, this is a big world-changing event. He must say something that is weird or of import, but he, he doesn't say anything at all that I haven't heard before. Mm -hmm. And in fact, most of it is pretty just like bland shit here. So what? So I'll just do a rundown. Yeah. The main point Ezra makes is that the invasion happened because Joe Biden was weak. And if Trump was president, this would not have happened because Trump's strong. <laughs> Furthermore, he thinks Kamala Harris is unprofessional. Because in a clip responding to reporters about the invasion, at one point she goes, listen, guys. And uh, Ezra thinks that that's not a professional way to talk, which kind of feels racist. So <sighs> he, <laughs> he then plays a clip of John Kerry talking about the war in the context of climate change and again suggests that this is a show of weakness because why are we talking about climate change when a war is going on? True. Even though, like, all Kerry was saying is that war will increase emissions and, you know, considering that Russia has signed on to a bunch of, like, emissions-reducing stuff in the UN, that maybe they should have thought about this or something. Like, it was just... And it was because John Kerry right now is working on the issue of climate change, so that's the only reason he's being interviewed right now. You know? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Ezra then plays a clip that uh, has gotten a lot of play out of the right-wing uh, media, which is a clip of General Milley, who was asked, I think by Matt Gates, maybe it was someone else, but he was asked about, uh, I guess, critical race theory in the military. And Milley's response, which Ezra plays in full, is basically that, like, as uh, given that the, the military academy is a official university he wants his soldiers to be learning about things like uh like reading mao and reading uh lenin because the, all these things are important to know about the world generally and maybe it is good that we know a little bit about our own country and about like race issues in america like that's all he says okay yeah and Ezra's response to this is like, clearly, this means that America's military is weak because they want to teach people critical race theory. True. And it's also why Russia invaded Ukraine, because America's military is teaching their soldiers critical race theory. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that checks out, I think. You know, the U.S. soldiers read Mao and suddenly Russia invades Ukraine. Makes sense to me. That's how it goes. He then claims that oil prices are now going to skyrocket during this war because of Greta Thunberg. And True. That's also correct. <laughs> and I couldn't quite follow this one, but I think it has something to do with the fact that she made our government stop getting oil from home. So now we rely solely on Russian oil, which, like, I don't know if any of that is true anyways. <laughs> Listen, before Greta Thunberg, <laughs> I could go to my oil hose, which was right next to my water hose, and just, you know, open up that tap, and the oil would flow, and I would just put the hose right into my car, and then drive off into the sunset. And now, 
now I gotta go to the Russian gas station. Yep. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. That's all he has to say about this. This whole fight. There's a huge war, and that's that's it. He doesn't say anything about it on Friday. So uh, that's what we get. Oh. The the only other thing. So he does say something about Justin Trudeau because, of course, you have. We got the American angle of this, but now we get the the Canadian one, and what we get from Ezra is that Trudeau is also weak. But then he like he clarifies and goes but he's also an authoritarian because of the whole emergency act thing and uh then he again implies that trudeau somehow told the rcmp to specifically target alexa during the protest because she once asked him a question so that's <laughs> the enemy is both strong and weak you're right ezra oh my god for those of you who haven't listened to us for very long, that is a very common fascist trope, is that the enemy is both strong and weak. Yeah, it's from Umberto Eco's Ur-Fascism essay. So somehow Trudeau is just so weak, doesn't know what he's doing at all, but also is such an authoritarian that he controls everything and sent his RCMP jackboot thugs to like beat them. But that's it, in terms of his war coverage. And I get the impression that he's against the invasion given the whole talk about weakness strength like it's almost like he wishes we were stronger to like prevent the invasion somehow but he's not really explicit about this and i wonder as well if he's waiting to see what the other right wingers are going to say uh so he might just be a little bit more calculating about this because like i wonder like if because i don't think true uh like tucker carlson had said much at this point etc so Mm-hmm. My guess is he's just waiting to see where the cards sort of fall, and he doesn't really have a position yet that he's adopted. But he seems at least vaguely against the invasion, so I guess kind of like good. <laughs> so long as he stays in that position, something. So that was that was Thursday. That's all the Ukraine coverage that we get, and we move on to Friday, where again nothing much happens. Ezra spends the first half reading the opinion of a family court judge in Ontario in a case where the father wanted custody of the children because the mom was an anti-vaccine activist and also a member of the PPC. And the particulars of the case are weird. I read the whole thing and I don't think it's worth getting into. In fact, I felt like the judge is likely wrong, but also kind of incoherent in reading his ruling. (laughs) But, uh, Ezra seems to like it, mostly because the judge does not rule in the father's favor. And it seems like the father doesn't because something like we live in a society where people have opposing views and that should be okay, which is, of course, something that Ezra likes. Now, granted, sure. <laughs> I don't I don't know all the evidence of the case, even after reading the thing. So I don't know, like maybe the father d- didn't have much to back up what he was saying here. Uh, I mean, I think one of the other things to consider was that the kids themselves didn't want to get the vaccine, and so that was being weighed into it, but either way. Ezra thinks this is somehow a sign that, like, I don't know, the justice system is going to tell everyone that the vaccines are not good and they'll all be saved or something. Lastly, we end the entire show on Friday with Ezra hyping up the American version of the convoy, which hasn't got a lot of coverage i must say and it doesn't look like it's doing much so yeah i've also seen tweets saying that like most of the convoy has already dispersed (laughs) so (laughs) i don't even know when they're supposed to arrive i think this coming weekend is the they're supposed to arrive in dc or something or they're already supposed to start arriving in dc uh to prepare for the state of the union whenever that is so uh maybe the state of the union's today or something i can't remember either way they're going to come for the State of the Union, which there's okay. so little information that I don't even know. But uh, Ezra does say that there are going to be all kinds of false flags, like when the FBI tried to kidnap that Michigan governor. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, State of the Union was today. It already happened. Oh, that's amazing. So uh, I guess right now, trucks have completely taken over D.C. And uh... <laughs> D.C. has fallen. <laughs> Um, I saw, you know, yeah, what made me think, what made me think that uh, this thing actually didn't uh, happen, because right before we went live, I saw somebody tweet, a, a, like, a stage 
with the only people watching the stage were a bunch of media people and there was no one there and they said something about the american convoy so my guess is like literally no one showed the fuck up (laughs) yeah so uh there we go ezra did hire two american staff to cover the the american truck convoy so truck yeah (laughs) yeah the trucks are gone yeah they they just got deleted they're all done and hopefully this is officially no more trucks (laughs) no we're done with trucks okay the truck stuff done you're done over gone no more You know what, since we mentioned it earlier, I'm just going to show the the link for Umberto Eco's Ur-Fascism essay. Um, it's pretty it's short. Yeah. It's worth reading, even if like there's some of it that I don't know if it holds up fully for uh, the more modern iteration of fascism. The basics are useful. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, it's a good thing to read and know and keep in mind when looking at a lot of, like, well, at the rise of fascism globally you know um because you know there will be cases where a lot of it applies and there will be cases where some where a lot of it doesn't but it is still like largely correct and also gives like a very good history of the fascist ideology kind of like in the pre-world war ii and the like you know slightly post-world war ii um time frames yeah that's all i got read or fascism um just get some critical analysis of fascism in your brain woohoo and uh i guess in terms of uh, just cause stuff i i would say uh you know both support uh, the government to take on ukrainian refugees for sure but also on top of that keep fighting for uh afghanistan refugees as well uh I think that largely we have moved on from that story and a lot of people are still suffering there. And uh, we need we should take all the refugees that we can from both of these situations because that's what being good people is about. So, uh, mm-hmm. so yeah. And uh, if you have any relatives overseas that are uh, directly dealing with this, uh, I, I, solidarity, I, I hope your relatives are safe. And uh, hopefully this doesn't last that long, you know? Sometimes these things last really long, and uh, I think our government wanting to fund these things quite potentially could extend them even longer uh, to have a, a longer guerrilla-style conflict, which would not be in anyone's best interest. So hopefully, you know, diplomacy comes back again, and we can no longer have war, you know? Yeah. Hopefully the war ends. That's <laughs> that's the message. That's the the motto. Yep. And if you support and enjoy what you've heard so far, please give us a few bucks over on patreon.com slash imperial news. If you want to stay informed about what we're doing, you can also find us on Twitter at imperial news with a Z. We have a Discord set up. We do Twitch streams every Monday and Wednesday and Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can find videos on our YouTube channel, and you can find all the links in the show notes of this episode. Lastly, you can email us any question at imperial.fake.news at gmail.com. Special thanks to my friend friend Mason Tickle for the transition beats. You can find his work at masontickle.com. And again, that's Tickle, T-I-K-L. Thank you for listening. I know I canceled everything last week. But trucker convoys, you are literally canceled. Albumia, Albumia, how lovely are your wheat fields.